Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, we've started talking about this, that we are the ones who determine how quickly our manifestation to our answer shows up. When we're believing God, we can either speed up how quickly our answer manifests or we can slow it down by how we treat the word. Now go with me. Did I tell you this in Colossians chapter three? Are you there? We gave you time, huh? (laughs) Colossians chapter three. Verse 16, the word says this, let the word of Christ dwell, dwell, live, not just visit, live, let it dwell in you. What's the next word? Richly. Mm. If someone is eating something that's a dessert and they go, oh, this is so rich. That means that there's a lot of a particular flavor or sweetness to it. There's an overly amount uh, uh, above, above normal, above average. Richly is it more than rich. <laughs> Amen. It's a measurement. Let the word of Christ dwell in you in a great measure is what that's saying. Uh, in a rich measure, in all wisdom. So in other words, it's saying this, fill up with the word. Fill up with the word. It's not just about having a bit of, a, a bit of the word. It's about being full of the word. Amen. Abraham, it said, he was fully persuaded that God was able to perform what he had promised. Let me just tell you this. We can't be fully persuaded on empty. To be fully persuaded takes fullness. And we want to, as if we are fully persuaded, if we are full of the word, we are going to speed up how quickly the answer to our need is able to show up. The manifestation. We speed up our manifestation by feeding and having our attention on the word. We slow down our manifestation by being swayed by what we see. Swayed by circumstances. Having our attention on the wrong thing. Having our attention on something other than the word. The more we think about other things other than the word, the more we're slowing down our manifestation. Hallelujah. Listen, Dad Hagen understood this. About feeding on the word, meditating on the word, getting it in you. He would tell, he told one particular occasion when his daughter was young, she was about nine years old. He was on the road, of course, traveling and uh, he would be gone for months at a time. And before he left on this particular trip, his daughter was getting ready to start the next school year. And in school, they would always send you that you had to go to the nurse and they, they just basically did a general, a general checkup on you to make sure that, you know, there wasn't anything wrong with the children. And so uh, a couple of weeks before she was to start school and her dad, Dad Hagen, was getting ready to leave for a trip. They said uh, she had a growth that appeared on the white of her eye. Not on the pupil area, but on the white of her eye. They didn't know what it was. And uh, she said, Daddy, what do I tell the nurse? 
because they're going to see that when I go to start school. And he said, well, honey, let's pray for, let's just lay hands on and curse that and pray, release our faith. So he put his hands on her and prayed and released his faith for that lump to dry up, to disappear. And he said, when he took his hands off of her, he looked and that thing's just staring him in the face. Well, he goes on his trip and about a week later, Mom Hagen writes and says, uh, Pat, the daughter, is asking, what is she to tell the school nurse? Because we believe that the healing power of God is working, dealing with that. But see, people who aren't saved or who aren't taught, they don't understand that kind. They don't understand the language of faith. They don't understand what others have become skillful in. And so they, she was wanting to know, what do I tell the nurse? And Brother Hagen said every day, him and Mom Hagen would write a letter to each other every single day that he was on the road. But he said this time he didn't write her because he was going to take a few days to spend in the Word. So he was teaching, of course, in the morning. He was teaching the evening services on the road. And his, his emphasis was faith and healing. So he's preaching on it. He's preaching on it twice a day. So you know that he's... Uh, well-versed in uh, the message of faith and healing. But he said uh, it wasn't enough. He knew just for him to know it and preach it. So he said he would go to bed, he'd sleep for an hour, and then he would wake up for an hour and start going through his Bible and reading all the healing passages because he had them noted in his Bible. So he would read and speak those. He wasn't just reading through them quickly. He would meditate on those. And then he would go back to sleep for an hour. And then he would wake up for an hour. And again, start reading through the healing passages. Then he would go to sleep for an hour. He says, I did that every every hour all night long. For the first night. For the second night. For the third night. Now see, this is what we call... Uh, this is what we call meditating. This is what we call being diligent toward the word. This is what we call filling up. It's very active. It's not just casual. See, he didn't just rely on, well, God, I have a healing ministry. Why aren't you healing my daughter? He didn't just rely on, I'm a preacher. I know this. He knew, he knew filling up to preach was one thing, but filling up for his life was another. And he did not try to substitute one for the other. Just sitting in church is one thing. But you're going to need to, in your own personal life, have some intake of the word. Because your life is going to need it. And he knew just being a preacher doesn't automatically entitle me to manifestations. He had to do the, 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 like everybody else has to do. And so after three nights... Sleeping an hour, waking up an hour, and feeding and meditating on the word. At the end of three days, something in his spirit got hold of it. What was it? A strength came. He got full of that healing word, and he wrote uh, Mom Hagen back after three days and said, You tell Pat she's healed in Jesus' name. And by the time the letter got home, the lump had disappeared. Why? He gave an all-out effort to the Word. When we give an all-out effort to the Word, answers manifest quicker. If we give a half-hearted effort to the Word, we slow down. 
the manifestation and we can't blame God for taking his time. So many people will, will blame God. Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you healed me? Why haven't you brought the money? Now you have to understand certain things just by the nature of the need will take time. And when I refer to, I'm talking about finances especially or business deals because other hands are involved. Other people are involved. See, the word says that God will bless us through the hands of men. And he's talking about financially, that when you sow, that you'll reap harvest and that will come through the hands of men. It may come by business opportunity. It may come by a customer. But anytime you've got someone else's hands involved beside yours, there could be the potential of the passing of time. Now, when it comes to healing, another man's hands don't have to be involved. It's you and God. So you can receive instantly. As soon as you, as soon as we fill up, the answer can come. But I will say this, the more full we are of the word, it will accelerate men's hands. Why? Because our faith is fueling the, the answer toward our life. It speeds it up. It fuels it. It fuels it. The more we confess the word, the more we say the word. I was going down the road one day in the car and out of my spirit came these words and I was the Holy Ghost was quoting to me Mark 11, the last phrase of Mark eleven twenty four, and he shall have whatsoever he saith. And out of my mouth came these words, the more you say it, the more you have it. The less you say it, the less you have it. Meaning this, you can accelerate your answer or you can slow down your answer by how much we say it. But can I say this, don't say it on empty. Too many times people are saying it a lot, but they're on empty saying it. They have learned the right scriptures. They have learned the right confessions, but they're not as full of the word as they should be. And so they make confessions and they sound empty. They don't produce anything because they're saying it on less than full. Amen. Can I say this? The safe place is the full place. Being full of the word. Amen. Hallelujah. So it says here in Colossians 3, 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you. What richly, that means a great measure. It matters. If we could say this, that your spirit, if we could say it looked like a pantry, that there's shelves in there. And the more you stock the word in your spirit, the more the shelves of your spirit fill up. Now, if you send a cook into your kitchen, now, if they came to my kitchen, they better be very creative because there are so few items in my pantry at my house. But a good, a good cook can take very few items and at least make something edible, right? But if you stocked up the shelves in your, in your kitchen pantry, and I mean every shelf was loaded and then you call a good cook in, brother, you're going to feast. Why? Because of the fullness of the shelves. It's the same thing. If you just put a little bit of word in, the Holy Ghost is so faithful, he will serve up everything, he, everything you've given him to work with. He'll give you something, but it might not be as abundant as you would like it to be because you didn't give him much to work with when the word isn't fully stocked in there. But if you fill up your heart with the word, I tell you what, you're going to be feasting day in and day out because the Holy Ghost knows how to serve it up. 
Amen. Amen. Go with me to Mark chapter 4 in verse 24. Mark chapter 4, verse 24. And I'm going to read out of the Amplified Translation. The Amplified Translation says this, And Jesus said to them, Be careful what you are hearing. That means don't just listen to anything. Don't just believe anybody. Don't be gullible. Then he says this, the measure of thought and study you give. The measure of thought and study. Now, isn't, doesn't this imply that you're not just casually reading? You're stopping and you're studying and you're taking it in. How many of you know that a student can't pass a, a, a class in school just by reading real quick through the book and say, I read it? You have to retain, you have to get that information in you. You highlight it, you go back and you look at it more than once, more than twice. You go over it and over it and you commit it to memory, right? Well, the word, it doesn't talk much about memory, but it does talk about meditation. Because memory is just putting it in your mind. Meditation is putting it in your spirit. Amen. It's fine to memorize the word, but also the Bible speaks of meditation because that's going to brand that word on your spirit. Amen. That you got it with your heart. It wasn't just a mental grasping that you got hold of that word with. So it says the measure of thought and study. What's that mean? You're going to stick with it till you get it in you. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth. Well, what is the truth? The word. The measure of thought and study you give to the word will be the measure of virtue or power and knowledge that comes back to you. So know this, Jesus is telling us, when you put the word in you, that's going to show back up in your life in the form of power. Amen. If you need more power, get more word. And he says, it's up to you how much power is flowing. There's power available, but it takes faith to get that power to receive of that power. So the more faith you have, the more power you can receive. The less faith you have, the less power you can receive. Amen. So he says, you're the one who determines how great the measure of the God's power is flowing in your life. Now, How do we know how much power is flowing in our life? What does our life look like today compared to last year? We compare it to times past. Have we increased? Is our, is our health getting better? Is our our financial, is our financial life getting better? Amen. If it's not, we need more power applied to those situations. How do we get more power? Well, it's word. It's the word that gives you the faith to draw on that power. See, there's power in the word. There's enough power in every scripture to fulfill that scripture. You understand that? And you get that scripture in you. You got the power to fulfill that scripture in you. So if you want to be full of power, get full of the word. Amen. Fullness will breed fullness. This is what Jesus said. 
Be careful what you are hearing, the measure of thought and study you give to the truth or to the word you hear will be the measure of virtue or power and knowledge that comes back to you. So he's telling you how to get more, how to get more, how to get more. You won't get more being okay with what you got. Amen. I want it all. What about you? I want, I want total health. I want total provision. I want total victory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, Mom Hagen years ago was diagnosed by the doctors with an incurable heart condition that would be proved to be fatal to her. Uh, I don't know how much time that they said it would take, but it was incurable. They could not do anything to, to, to remedy it. And, um, they said, you know, she'll die. This will cause, uh, cause her to die at some point. And when she heard that report from the doctor, now see, she lived with a man who, was a, who had a leading ministry in healing, right? A leading ministry in faith. It doesn't matter that you're, that you're married to, to someone with faith. It, now they can help you, but they can't replace your faith. It didn't, it didn't matter that he had a healing ministry and she needed healing. That was not, that wasn't going to be her remedy in this situation. She had to believe the word just like everyone else. We all have, we, we're all in the same playing field. Amen. The word's available to all of us. Amen. Just because you're a preacher doesn't mean you get more. Just because you serve God doesn't mean you get more. It's all laid out and available in the word and everybody has the same access. So she, Dad Hagen has a cassette tape back then that was healing scriptures. And she put that on and she would go to bed listening to that all night long. She'd wake up and get dressed and she'd have those healing scriptures playing. She'd be doing things around the house and having the healing scriptures playing. She'd be driving down the road in the car and had the healing scriptures playing. She did that for a solid year. What was it? She was giving the word its place. She was filling up with the word, you see. And the more she put the word in, the more the power was operating. So one night, her and Dad Hagen uh, were watching television before they went to bed one night. And uh, she's sitting there in the recliner. They had, you know, chairs by each other. And she's sitting there in her chair And she sees into the spirit. While they're watching television, she sees into the spirit. She sees an angel walk in to the room. He walks up to her. He's carrying something. He reaches into her chest area and pulls out her old heart, puts a new one in, sets the old one on the table and walks off and leaves it. He doesn't need that anything anymore. In the spirit realm... He just left it there. Why? Heaven doesn't need that. It's not a hole. People would say, well, I wish that happened to me. Well, see, then you need to do what she did. She honored the word. She valued the word. She didn't just do it once. She just didn't do it a week. She didn't just do it three weeks. She didn't just do it six months and say, well, my gosh, I'm married to a healing healing minister. I'm married to a man who teaches faith. That that doesn't give us any more right. The word gives us all the rights we need. 
and she was diligent toward the word. Sister Gloria Copeland makes this statement. You need to remember, she says, with consistency lies victory. With consistency lies victory. Meaning this, to stop and start is going to be a failed attempt. Stop and start. Stop and start. Let me ask you this as a parent. Don't you know that if you're going to have children that turn out right, you better be consistent. If you don't discipline consistently, you don't educate them consistently. If anything you do inconsistent becomes a failure. You understand? Consistency means you're going to have to put your flesh down, right? We have to put our flesh down to be consistent. It has to matter to us even when we don't feel like it. We have to, it, we have to be interested in getting the word in us. And so Mom Hagen was sitting there that night and that angel came in. Did the angel heal her? No, but he cooperated with healing for her. There's body parts in heaven. For broken, broken body parts, God has new ones. You don't have to live with broken ones. Amen. Every good manufacturer produces extra parts because people break things. God manufactures the bodies. There are extra parts in heaven. And the angel brought her another heart, laid it on the table. They went to bed and she said from then on, she never had another heart problem. They went the next week to the doctor and the doctor said, this is the first bona fide miracle I've seen. This is not the same heart. It's a different heart. He said, you can look at it in the pictures. It's not even the same heart. And she never had another heart trouble the rest of her life. She sped up the manifestation by giving an all out effort, getting full of the word. Listen, there are some things in my life that I go, they need to speed up. Not because I'm impatient, but because I'm not going to be casual toward my answer. I'm not talking about impatience that just won't wait and say, give it now. Give. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a faith that will not be denied. Amen. Hallelujah. But she consistently, Mom Hagen consistently fed on the word. And in doing that, she reaped greater power. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, uh, I, I remember that there's the, there's the testimony of a woman who... Her son came to my husband's service one night. This was years ago. And Ed had an anointing on him uh, to minister to those who had lumps or growths in their body, whether they were cancerous or not cancerous, it didn't matter. Lumps or growths, it was very common for them to disappear after he would minister to them. So this woman's son, he was probably about 40 years old, and uh, his mother had been diagnosed with breast cancer. So she was unable to travel. So her son traveled here to the, to the meetings my husband was holding here at the church. And he had my husband to lay hands on a cloth because in the book of Acts, it talks about that uh, you can lay hands on a cloth because fabric will transmit healing anointing and it becomes like a storage battery. Paul laid his hands on claws and then when those claws were taken to the sick people, that that anointing that was stored in that cloth went into the body of that sick person and raised them up. Well, that's still operative today because the anointing still works the same way today. So this man brought a cloth. His mother couldn't come, but the cloth could come. And so Ed laid hands on that cloth 
he took that cloth back to his mother and she said before she laid that cloth on her body, she said, I didn't, I didn't do anything with that cloth for two weeks. I laid it down on the table on the nightstand. And she said, for the next two weeks, all I did was feed on faith. All I did was feed on healing. I just kept feeding myself and feeding myself and feeding myself. What was she doing? She was getting her faith moving. She was feeding her faith. She didn't just in a desperation, just grab that cloth and put it on her and think that the cloth is going to do it all. No, faith has to be joined to that power. Amen. And you can have power, but if there's not the faith resident, it won't make a draw on that power that it should or it could. So for two weeks, what's she doing? That's what dad Hagen said, that he would feed on something before he started praying. He would feed on the word, get the faith of God big on the inside of him. And then at a point in time, he'd release his faith and it would work. And he would have manifestations because he took time to get full of the word first. And that's what this woman did. She started filling up with the word, filling up with the word, filling up with the word. And as she did, she realized I'm full of faith now. I can feel, she could feel her measure of faith had grown. There was a strength in her. How do you know? I mean, you are, you are so confident. It shall happen. Not because I've talked myself into it. Not because I worked myself up, but from on the inside, there's a certainty in me. And after about two weeks, she took that cloth and laid it on her body. And the moment she did, power shot through her body and that lump instantly disappeared. Why? Because she took time to get full so that full faith met the power. Not half empty faith, but full faith met the power. Let me ask you this. If you have a, uh, a bedroom in your home and you want to paint it, and it's a rather large bedroom, and you fill up a paint, uh, a paint pan and then you get a roller and then you take that roller and you, you make one roll up that wall with the paint and then you lay the roller down and walk off. Come back next week. It hasn't spread more. <laughs> and then you make another roll up the wall. Well, will it get done? Yeah, but it's going to take a mighty long time the way you're doing it. But if you'll just get in there and give it an all out effort and just roll and roll and roll and roll and roll and roll and roll. I mean, it won't be long. That room will be done. Same thing with faith. Same faith. Same thing with receiving answers. Amen. It doesn't have to take long. It doesn't have to take long. What takes long is for people to get hungry enough to give an all out effort. Give an all out effort. Well, you know, I'm just not real interested. If you, stir yourself up. That's what Paul told Stir up the gift that's on the inside. Stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. Decide to be done with living with symptoms you can live with. Decide to be done with living with just enough financially to get by. Take the time to fill up, fill up, fill up, fill up, fill up. And I guarantee you, you'll power up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe in the power of God, but faith must be mixed with that power for it to work. And if we mix a small measure of faith, then we only receive a small degree of power. But if we'll mix a full measure of faith, we'll receive a full measure of power and things will begin to change and we can speed up our manifestation instead of hinder it and slow it down. Hallelujah. 
We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.